Broadcasting live from the luxury suite on the plain of Faerun, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron huh? and Nelson. Also here. And today we're going to be talking about many things, such as last week's, uh, at time of recording, Arena Economy Stream. Uh, yesterday's, at time of recording, previews of Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. Uh, and... Maybe anything else that strikes our fancy while we take random diatribes uh, on our way to do those things. I think that probably covers the, the breadth of what you're about to hear. As always, this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. You're going to want to get your pre-orders in for Commander Legends whenever they do those. I'm sure that they're getting pretty close to getting Streets of New Capenna stuff up there as well. So um, definitely do that, putting the LRR on there. Let us know that we sent you. And we do that because we like continuing to work with them. Uh, they're great folks with excellent customer service and impossibly fast shipping. Uh, I've heard tell that someone's order arrived before they'd even placed it. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. As it turns out it was just time walk. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Yeah. They that didn't tracks. realize they'd been in a loop for a few weeks at that point. Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, and, of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear, but the value police are coming for us. <laughs> some I'm not si going back to prison. Some <laughs> sirens just drove by. So You're not allowed to make that order and ask for a one-inch button. Yeah. <laughs> so last episode, we very awkwardly recorded immediately before um, Wizards was going to be doing this um, arena economy stream and q a to discuss uh the arena economy and so we couldn't do that last week but now we're going to talk about it um just to sort of lay the groundwork i watched the the presentation uh and about half the q a i was exhausted for other reasons and had to go to bed but um I, so i watched the actual presentation with blake rasmussen and chris kiritz both of whom I know personally and are nice guys, and I'm so sorry, dudes, could not have looked less excited to be there. Uh, and I understand why, but woof. Um, now, have either of you actually watched the stream or just sort of absorbed the uh, the fallout? Absorbed the fallout. Yeah. I read my Twitter timeline, and then I, I pieced through the uh, article mm -hmm. on um, MGG Goldfish that James shared earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was like a recap. And uh, yeah, just uh, we've also gotten in some chats with it yeah. about it. Yeah. It's interesting because I I hadn't read that the Goldfish article. I did sort of just get whatever was coming in on the timeline, and I was expecting I was expecting something worse. Like mm. I was yeah. there was a lot of stuff that they said that I thought was good, uh, that I thought was really interesting, and a couple things uh, that we'll get to. That I mean, I didn't, but I mean, we'll talk about all of it. I think one of the most important things was was that Chris said that it's like this is not this is not the conversation right this is the start of the conversation mm -hmm. right it's not like they did not uh intend for that stream to be like here's all the answers and then just tuxedo mask out of the situation right mm -hmm. so um it's this is not going to be the last that they talk about it which is good cuz we have some follow-up questions. <laughs> um, I say we, I mean, you know, like people in general, but also us. Um, a couple things that, that I thought were uh, good and interesting. Um, they talked about how uh, they know that Arena as it exists currently, uh, the way that, that 
the collections and stuff and rewards and things are designed does not benefit um, completion of a collection, of set collection. That's not the intent. And I, I, I don't know if maybe that was, that's been misinterpreted by anyone, but Chris Akira, uh, who's the executive producer, or one of the executive producers for Arena, was like, we know that the current system uh, has issues if your goal is to collect one of every card. That's not something that they've done intentionally. <laughs> it's their their goal is not to make it hard for people to not collect one of every card, but they've said that they know that that is a problem. So good that they've sort of, um, uh, that they that they that they realize that they Adjusted, talked to, yeah. yeah they talked about how the the loop, the sort of the gameplay loop for limited players like myself mm-hmm. is kind of solved and i would agree with that because you know what he described is exactly what i described which is you go on you pay to get into a draft or a sealed you do your event you get some packs and some gems or some gold or whatever out of that and you can use those and open those packs and you get more stuff for your collection and eventually you build out the set and then when next time you do a draft when further down the line when you do more drafts you open rares that you have more than four of and so you get more gems that let you buy into more things and that's sort of solved the problem is primarily for constructed players mm-hmm um, who who don't have that. And so a change that they talked about they're going to make is that constructed events are actually going to start, that they're changing them to pay out in packs and gems as well. Uh, they didn't specify exactly which constructed events or how much or whatever, but uh, I, you know, me, a limited fool, uh, didn't know that wasn't the case, and I can see why that would be a problem. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, on Arena, you can play draft for gems or sealed for gems, but you can't usually play constructed for gems unless it's like a special weekend or something. I think mm-hmm. almost always it's coins in, coins out with like uh, in-game card rewards. Yeah. Or sometimes packs. The What they call the ICRs or right. the something card rewards what's the i stand for i can't remember is it in game no 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 that wouldn't make sense i always forget this hang on i think i have it in this article here is the i another word for random individual individual card rewards when you get a card right yeah individual so yeah they just give you a card and uh the weird thing about those is like i played the new alchemy event uh, recently that and it was typical it was like free to play and you can play like any card in, in alchemy I think or no no you had to bring a deck maybe mm-hmm. but it was going to give you some of the new Kamigawa alchemy cards or sorry it was like with the release of the new um, Kamigawa alchemy instead of giving you three packs they're like jump in this event play some alchemy each win you get up to three will uh, give you an individual card reward and they were alchemy cards but they weren't all the new kamigawa alchemy cards i got one of those and then i got another like crimson vow alchemy card that i didn't have but then i also just was given my fifth ominous traveler and didn't get gems instead because those i don't think those individual card rewards ever like right turn turn into gems or or Mm -hmm. vault reward or anything it's just like this is your card and if you already have four of it too bad yeah so that that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it felt kind of bad. I wasn't going to jump in that event except for the prizes, but it sort of felt like, you know, you're min-maxing arena. You got to play the free events sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's, I, I haven't heard much about that. I have to assume, because I don't know, I have to assume for for constructed folks that that's a positive change, that there will be constructed events that you can buy in with gold and pay out with gems and boosters. Um, that that's That's got to help. Um, so that's nice. I hope they're generous with them, but I mean, we'll see. Um, another thing they talked about is the funnel sort of, or the bottleneck of um, mythics. 
because when you the way that the duplicate protection works is as you uh, get more and more of the cards in a set um, as you get the rares and you open the rare in a prize booster you will get a rare you have not gotten if you're not getting a wild card and so the problem is when someone's got you know like when when they're going for the rares they're or, or uh, pardon me when they're going for the mythics and they get a rare or a wild card or something it's it's more challenging and takes more boosters to get that and so they're introducing a mythic guaranteed booster so a booster currently if it's not on sale for a daily deal is a thousand gold and so this would be 1300 gold so 300 gold more but your rare is guaranteed to be a mythic asterisk or rare or mythic wild card he said I mean, I would be super upset if I paid the 1300 for a mythic guaranteed thing and got a rare wild card. But uh, accepting that, that seems also fine. I don't know. That seems fine. I, again, this is not a problem I have personally, so I'm curious if yeah, you have any like, perspective on I, it. Disclosure, I play limited on Arena, mm -hmm. and I play Gladiator. And the beauty of Gladiator is that I don't actually need that many wild cards because the mode I play it in is I have a pet deck mm -hmm. that I add a couple of cards to when a set comes out. And it's a singleton format. Yeah. So, like, this is a casual discussion of casual magic, and here I am, a casual, who kind of, like, I don't know, I, I buy 20 bucks worth of gems every couple of months and then draft until that goes away mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm not at the skill level that allows me to go infinite. <laughs> Same. And, you know my gems experience attrition as I draft poorly. Um, I, if you're yeah, curious, like Sam. yeah, I, I buy the, I buy the hundred dollar, uh, bundle at once every, like, I'm just trying to think of when I last did it, like once every three quarters of a year, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's a better value per gem. Yeah. Like <laughs> basically my, my operating in that mode, my thing is like, why do you get better value if you spend more money? And I know why. I don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the worst. I really wish yeah. that they didn't make us pay a hundred bucks to get the fair the closest to fair or whatever or the best value on gems. But like Graham, I also if I'm getting my wallet out, always give them a hundred dollars so that mm -hmm. I get like more for my money. But yeah, it is annoying that like our in game made up currency, I think we've said this on on the podcast yeah. before, includes a poverty tax. Yes. Like do we we're trying to live in a fantasy world here and summon dragons do we have to make people feel bad for like not having a spare hundred bucks yeah. yeah anyways no i think that's i think that's that's a that's sorry a good but yeah you were talking yeah, about like, gladiator I, and I, your, your collection yeah. yeah because i don't need 16 mythics to play standard every three months um i mean my opinion is probably less valuable on this because i just don't invest that into arena um so i kind of defer to the opinion of the people who are heavily invested in it and they seem unimpressed mm -hmm. so i guess i'm the closest we've got to a constructed player i also pr primarily play limited and i'll play constructed either some seasons um like i played a bunch of constructed after midnight hunt and Crimson Vow. Crimson Vow didn't pull me in, so I was playing more constructed. Mm -hmm. But 
Right now I'm playing both, and that's pretty rare, but I still just play mostly limited and then will dabble in constructed. So if that's your situation, just like Cameron uh, and probably Graham, if you wanted to, I bet you have the wild cards to build the deck. It's like oh, if yeah. you want to play one standard or historic deck or whatever per season, you probably just have the wild cards to do it if you're a regular limited player and you buy back in for $100 a year or $100 every six months or whatever. Yeah, the few times that we've played, that I've played Gladiator on Friday Night Paper Fight streams, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'll put a deck together, you know, just sort of throw a bunch of stuff in and then it's like, oh, you're going to need like uh, four mythic and 12 rare wild cards to finish this deck. And I'm like, all right, I'm not using them for anything else, right? Yeah. Like it's not a, I they're taking up space. What I use them for actually <laughs> the wild cards it, certainly the uh, commons and uncommons is uh, if I've built up enough when the set comes out there's someone who has made deck lists that you can find on github so you can import a deck list of that's just four of all the uncommons they're spread across a couple deck lists because you can only have 250 cards per deck so you, you import a deck list that's just two of the, sorry four of all the uncommons and then go craft all and it's <laughs> like this is going to take like you know, X hundred uncommon wild cards. And I go, yep. And then it goes, okay. And it just crafts them all at once, saves on clicks. And then uncommons of those that I open while playing limited advance the vault to right. then get more wild cards. They turn to do into 1.1 wild cards or something, right? I was reading this article and also didn't understand it. But like, apparently, if you're going to draft like every day, mm -hmm. right? Like, say you are a drafter who can afford to, or you, you win a lot enough that you're drafting, like at least five times a week or something yeah it's actually better for you or it was or it might still be to just craft the whole set and then as you're drafting you get your wild card cards back and some gems and some more wild cards yeah if you have right? enough rare wild cards which is a lot but if you yeah. have enough rare wild cards to uh to craft a whole set's worth of rares when a new set comes out before you start doing seals and drafts and stuff then you just turn all those every rare that you draft or open in a sealed into 20 or 40 gems, depending on if it's a rare or mythic. This is for, this is advice for a small subset of yeah. people who yeah, only right. play limited and no, have it's okay. an absolute embarrassment of wild cards. But yeah, like I feel that this solution is like not optimal. No, no right? we're doing it. Yeah. We're coming no. back to the article yeah. we're, what we're doing right now yeah. is we're springboarding. We're like on a trampoline and we're all the way as far away from the point of this last arena economy stream as we could be in the fully, totally limited zone. Yeah. And it's important to notice that there's these hacks, right, that yeah. take a minute or whatever, and they take some math, figuring out whether it's worth it for you or not. But tying this all together is the first thing you said. Like, arena serves the limited community pretty well. Yeah. And that was part of the point. Like, that's part of what the developers wanted, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the bot drafting or the, like, asynchronous drafting or whatever. Like, when they started out, it was like... To various methods to be like, let's make draft cost five bucks and be fun. And like, it's going to be pretty enough that people want to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's worth noting to the arena team, like, good job. <laughs> We're happy with Arena, arena Limited. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, though, it's like the people who don't want to play Limited at all. The arena, like, yeah, like economy can really hurt because if you don't if you're not interested in playing draft you don't get any fun out of it sure maybe you have like some tokens or like there's a discount on them or something and you you jump into drafts and then resign or you play one or two games and resign um and it's like not that much worse than opening packs but you need to get your cards somehow so buying boxes of cards on arena opening packs on arena it's it's pretty lame right like the the value you get back for your dollar is 
comparable. Like there's been some good tweets I've uh, I've noticed this week about like uh, crunching the numbers on how much it costs to buy packs to get the wild cards to build decks starting from nothing paper versus arena and like there's some decks that are more expensive noticeably on paper where they play like a bunch of rares and mythics that uh people for pioneer edh modern want that are Mm. in standard but most of them are like a little more expensive on arena and yeah it also just like it doesn't include the same enjoyment of the process that limited inherently does Mm -hmm. right where you're like you know, you buy it and you're playing a tournament and you're grabbing cards, but they're like, it's all part of your journey. Building a deck from scratch, like, you know, opening 400 packs so that you get enough wild cards to build your constructed deck from from nothing else is like, yeah, it's like a harsh grind. And yeah, I don't know, at no part of it, at no point do you feel like, this is great value for me, right? <laughs> you just have to like get into the games before you're, enjoying yourself yeah. so yeah they're trying to address this uh, with the further things that we're going to talk about but yeah the the mythic pack the first one we're on right 1300 yeah. gold yeah it helps some people who are like big time investing to build decks once they've uh, gotten through all their uh rares and they're only looking for mythics like if you're specifically trying to build black white control and you have everything except the wanderer mm it's going to slightly be better for you probably to buy like 10 mythic packs to get four, try to get four wanderers or, or wild cards. Yeah. And versus. I don't, I don't know how much the 300 extra gold is necessarily in terms of a value proposition, but this, this pack existing as an option seems like a, a fine thing. Yeah. Uh, if they're not taking anything away and they're adding something, all they can do is net zero, right? They can only, they can only be improving life for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Mythic pack. Small win. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Might not affect you. They talked about dusting. Um, the term the term dusting. I think it does it come from Hearthstone? It, it well, I, I think originally it comes from World of Warcraft. Yeah. Oh okay. Disin- but yes, but in, yes, in a roundabout way, yes, from Hearthstone. Right, okay. And that's the process by which you take cards and you you know, shred them. You you turn them to dust. You you remove them from your collection in exchange for some amount of dust. This currency, you know, whatever it is. In this case, it would be, I guess, wild cards, uh, and then you can use that to buy uh, to to buy other cards. So it it would be in in terms of Magic Arena, it would be a system by where you um you know it it and dusting by its nature in other in other. Uh, digital CCGs is never one-to-one. So it would be a system by where you would um, uh, remove X number of rares from your collection and then get one rare wildcard is the, the is the assumption of how that would work. And there's a couple of reasons why Wizards has said that they don't want to do this that I I like, <laughs> that I agree with. Like, they, they talked about, you know, like one thing sort of philosophically, which I think is interesting. I don't know, Cameron, you might you might find this interesting as well, that um, they they don't want to center decisions around destruction. They want to center decisions around a positive of opening a pack rather than destroying part of your collection. Yeah. Which yeah. I which I found interesting. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree with that. Um I mean, you think it feels bad to get a card banned now in constructed? Imagine if you dusted a significant amount of your collection in order to build that deck. Yeah. And so that's the other thing yeah, that, like, that, that uh, Chris talked about is the 
the analysis paralysis, I would hate this mm-hmm. of like looking at your collection and going, what do I get rid of? Yes. I know the cards I want. What do I dust? And and I'm saying now, and he said the same in the thing, that for some people, that's an easy decision, right? There, there, there are some people out there that's like, no, no, I know what I want. I know the cards I'm never going to play. Easy, right? For me, I would be... I would be paralyzed with indecision being like, what am I going to get rid of? What if I want it again later? Oh no, I would hate that. So I like, I, I think that's a reasonable thing that they don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't know how to measure it, but I'll oh, go ahead. sir. Like the entire thing is that this is all based around like not being able to afford to play the game that your friends are playing and that you want to play sucks. Yeah. Right. That's a bad feel. And there is no, but to that statement mm-hmm. i want everyone to be able to play and enjoy magic i want it to be cheap and accessible mm. right i think the problem is like when it starts to enter into a space where it's competing with paper magic which is something that we've been able to dodge for the last couple of years mm. right because a lot of paper magic just isn't happening right now um because you don't want to starve the ecosystem of the lgs by making drafting or playing like constructed cheaper than it is to go into paper. Right. Right. And at some point there's probably going to be a calculation that has to enter into it about like the, the wanting to play in paper should cost roughly the same amount as playing in arena. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It can't be too much more expensive. Or arena will pull those construct players out of the LGS, right? Yeah, that's the fear. Yeah, that that would be the fear. And that I think would, that would be my concern is yeah. if I was producing MTG Arena, that like not only as not only for the arena people, but like for the people at Watsi, right? Who are game designers and like <laughs> this has to be hard, is what I'm saying. This has to be a difficult problem and not an enviable one. And one that probably has some certain kind of legal ramifications, too. Because if you're looking at the cost of playing constructed in paper, you are inherently examining the secondary market, right? Like, if 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 you wanted to play Cobblade way back in the day and Arena existed, right, then how do you balance the cost of, like, getting the wild cards for that deck against the cost of playing it in paper? Right, because that deck was, was expensive. Quite expensive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, the Jaces alone. Yeah. Right? Um, like, this is not a fully formed rational argument, but it, it there has to be, like, many angles on which the people designing this ecosystem are examining it. Yeah, and I don't think it... I, I don't think saying just add dusting is a helpful... <laughs> argument for exactly that reason right right yes, sorry i I, and, I completely got away no from you're fine no 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 that's um, that's fine because that's these are yeah these are the these are the thoughts that we're having now this is surely the thoughts that the that the arena team uh themselves are having and it, it, it's easy to say we'll just add a dusting system and you know they've explained why they don't want to and also we've talked before about how they have dusting kind of now it just doesn't pay out as generously as we would want which is when you get your fifth copy of a card, it evaporates and turns into progress for the vault, which eventually you get wild cards out of, which, you know, is I actually think is an okay system that I wish was more generous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but 
but yeah, this is this is why this is all such a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm a limited player. I don't really do standard or or pioneer or uh, no, not pioneer on arena. Uh, historic. Historic. Uh, or alchemy. Or alchemy historic. That's okay. Right? No one like, plays alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the problem I, is, that I believe that's not the case. Oh, okay. A lot yeah. of the alchemy cards actually look good to me, right? Like the samurai that we had last last week mm-hmm. that had its own its, its spellbook. I thought that was a cool idea, and I liked it. Um, alchemy players coming at me in the comments right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're there. There are dozens of us. Just, well, so there was an interesting thing that I saw from someone on Twitter, uh, I think this morning, that was like, wasn't the point of alchemy to fix, to do like, to have a fixed standard. I thought that was the whole thing about like, it was a standard that we can mess with and tune really quickly. And that was not what wizards ever said, right? The alchemy, the point of alchemy was to create a fast paced um, quickly adjustable digital only format for constructed players on arena for whom standard moves too slowly. Mm. Um, whether or not you agree with that is up to you. I'm saying that's what Wizards has said their reasoning for it was. Um, and also to make money because everything that they do is to make money. Yes, we're taking that as red. Um, you know, and so uh, that's, that's sort of why um, why alchemy exists, which is also why, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about this again later, why some maybe not all, but some amount of the Commander Legends Baldur's Gate cards are coming to Arena to be legal in Alchemy. You know if they're going to be legal in Historic too? But you, yeah, because that's the same. Is that not the same format essentially, but Alchemy rotates and Great question. Historic does not? I mean, so yeah, like I, I sort of brought that up before, but yeah, Alchemy does rotate, so there'll be new standard cards and new Alchemy cards mm-hmm. in it, but you know, they could tell us that there are cards that are going into alchemy that aren't going into historic. That's right? true. Historic includes all of the cards that are in alchemy right now, mm. but maybe it'd be it really won't. confusing if it didn't. But some other yeah. good news, I think this is good news anyway, is that um, they have indeed heard the feedback. <laughs> you know, you'd be forgiven for imagining that they had not, but they have indeed heard the feedback that people, some people, don't like that there's that there is this alchemy that that now has affected historic and so now there is no eternal arena format that has a mirror in paper and we've 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 said as much as many people have this is not a new thought about what about pioneer and they've said it's it's funny you have to actually really drill down in the in the print version of of the article to find the reason of why not pioneer because in the stream I, I don't actually think Chris did a very good job of answering why not Pioneer? And this article also doesn't do a great job of answering, but why not Pioneer? But there is a sentence in here. Um, there's still five years worth of sets on the back half of Pioneer mm. that are not on Arena. And so they're like, okay, that's that's too much. <laughs> we can't just do that. So they're creating a new format. They don't have a name for it yet, and they don't have exactly all the definitions, but the point of it is to be an eternal format for arena that uses, you know, all the cards that are available on arena. And I'm using air quotes if you're not watching the video version, because of course there will be ban a ban list, I assume. That will be 
one-to-one with paper. So it will not include rebalance cards. It will not include digital-only cards. Hmm. So that format will exist. So that's good news, right? It's not Pioneer, but that is good news. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. like good news. Yeah. No, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure it's all good news, but sure. That's Yeah, I mean, I said earlier that more things without taking anything away is good, so I guess I'll stick to that. What do you well, I mean, what are like your the, what are your the, thoughts the here the though? Player base is zero sum, right? At some point, yeah, right? like there's like, problems. You know, it, if you are invested in historic, I assume you're like oh, damn it. Yeah, you don't want the historic ranked ladder to take a minute to fire. Yeah. Right? I mean, I no, oh, I said a minute like not that long but still you don't really want the historic ranked ladder to take a full minute to find a match and this can happen like i know there's a lot of players and we're all in the same arena server or whatever right but like yeah there's still only so many formats and sometimes like you'll get a quick draft queue or whatever that takes like a really long time to get the draft started if it's like not the most popular uh format and it's not like the first day that the quick draft queue came out or whatever mm-hmm. we've all we've all been there there's there's moments magic online yeah. has shown them off more like magic online uh if you've played for a long time you'll know they they'll have tons of options they always have tons of different queues but some of them don't happen even the like premier ones on the weekend where it's like this only happens once a month or once a week or something you know and it'll be like 32 players needed to fire and it gets to like 15 or something um so this happens. I can't think of like the most recent one that I've watched do this, but I see tweets about it. People being sad that like no one will play Legacy or no one will play Pioneer. Right. My Pi- actual Pioneer, right? Sometimes has struggle firing. I mean, Pioneer definitely level. does feel like it's been sort of left at the wayside. It got hit by the pandemic pretty hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, that, that, I have a paper deck and we were playing it at YJ. On yeah, paper. yeah. I mean, that was definitely, it was definitely because of the pandemic, but yeah. you know, it's like obviously tabletop is not yet back to where it where it once was, uh, and it's not on Arena. So are there Pioneer queues on MitGo? Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. But the weekend Sunday challenges don't always fire. Um, there you go. I do want to sneak in, sorry, and just offer my personal experience because I also played Hearthstone, a bunch of Limited, and then a bunch of Constructed, and I have spent probably at least one hour of my life, if not multiple hours, wringing my hands about which legendaries to to dust so that I can build the deck that I know I want to play. There'll be like a deck I've seen. I know I want to play it. I get the list and then I'm short some number of rares and don't have enough dust. And it's like, okay, someone's got to go. I got to break four cards here. And specifically the like base set seven mana, seven, seven priest legendary. I had like opened like a regular copy and a foil dusted them all. Cause I didn't play priest at all the first year. And then like three years later, I was like, Oh, I need this card. I don't have it. I don't really want to dust it. I'm going to feel, or I don't want to craft it because I'm going to feel so bad about that. Having <laughs> right, gone like, right. break this card, break this card again. Okay, now when I craft this card, it's worth like 16 other cards or something. Like if you do the math, right? Because right. like, I've like destroyed it and then I'm rebuilding it. And so there's this weird feel bad. And so I have been that player who's like, what, what am I not going to play? I don't know. I like jank. Oh, I don't know. I like all these cards. They're good. Uh, yeah. What do I break? And sometimes you can get away with like just breaking some uncommons or whatever. Yeah, and for some people that won't be a concern, but I yeah, mean, for me at least, I, I would hate yeah. that. So yeah. I do, I want to say, I sympathize with Arena saying like, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, ah, that's actually good for me and my <laughs> silly mental health. Um, but yeah, Pioneer sometimes doesn't fire on MGO. If you put like, you know, there's some number I'm sure we could, we could throw out, like say there were 50 constructed formats, right? Mm. Currently there's three right there's standard alchemy and historic oh on arena on arena and brawl oh right okay brawl that's a constructed format absolutely yeah sorry um 
So there's four, and I don't actually know if Historic Brawl is considered its own. Do they have their own cues? Let's say there's Historic Brawl. Mm-hmm. We play a lot of Brawl here on TapTap. We see it obviously, as you can tell. No, we no, we don't. We just draft. We haven't we haven't played as much Brawl since um, Friday Night Paper Fight started doing IRL stuff again. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Anyway, so say there's five cues, and then there's the non-ranked versions as well, so 10 cues or whatever, but then you add even just five more formats and ranked and non-ranked. Pretty soon you're going to start to see the like the crunch of like people hoping for their favorite format to fire and having to share a smaller number of players between them. Uh, so there is an end. The, mm-hmm. there, there's, a, there's a limit at which we start seeing the uh, negative effects of having too many formats. I don't think we're there yet, and I think honestly half of pioneer or whatever sounds fun that sounds okay i like don't know if i have the brain space or if i'm eager to be like thinking about historic and thinking about pionish or pioneer <laughs> spelled n-e-a-r or whatever Ooh. you want to go with Ooh. yeah <laughs> pioneer didn't think of either of these ones i think manalik came up with pioneer that's good, good yeah job, um and mm. someone else said pionish i don't remember who but yeah it's like I, that's the only problem I have where I'm just like, okay, if it's old cards on, on historic or on arena, I want to think about historic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, a, that's just me quibbling. All right. I want to talk now about the Loxodon in the room uh, and apologies in advance. Cause I know that at least one person who works on arena listens to the, to the show. Um, but the, the wild card bundle. Uh, so this was a thing that they were like, okay, um, people just, they just want to get their hands on wild cards. It's like, just please, wizards, let us just buy wild cards so I can put the money in and get get my deck finished. Mm-hmm. And wizards went, okay, here is a bundle that you can buy in the store. It's a they call it an RMT. It's a real money transaction. So it's only for real money. You can't buy it for gold or gems. And you get twelve rare wild cards and four mythic wild cards. That seems great until you find out that it's fifty dollars US. Which seems, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's bad. That yeah, that is that it's is not good. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> like we, you're buying it for the mythic wild cards. Yeah, right? by and large. Right? Yeah, like, I think so. That like if you are but yeah. this is this is five. Th- that is absolutely the rate limiting. Yeah, this thing. is five play sets. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> sure. That like, might not even be enough for a deck. No, I thought it was twelve and four. Is it twelve and four? Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Four play, Four sets. play sets. Three rare play Pardon sets me, yeah. and one mythic play set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like standard decks, they 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 run pretty rich on that. The land end. will get you. Uh, yeah, the land will get you. The um the planeswalkers will get you. Earlier, mm-hmm. going back and saying like, I need four four wanderer, and then you know if you're playing super friends. Oh, this feels bad. Yeah. This feels bad, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And several people have sort of done, you know, not not necessarily scientific structurally um you know uh what's the word i'm looking for um rigorous yeah not done a rigorous scientific experimentation but have done the thing where it's like okay what if i just take 50 bucks worth of gems you know we'll give we'll give arena the best the best bet here and say that i bought my gems with the 100 gem bundle which as we already established is the best value i'll take 50 dollars worth of those gems and just buy boosters and what do i open up and it's like it's better like it's you don't get quite as many or guaranteed to be the same rarity wild cards but you also just get a bunch of rares 
<laughs> and a bunch of vault of uh, vault progress, and it's like it's actually just better value to buy fifty bucks worth of boosters. Yeah, I think Amazonian and maybe Vince. Yeah, did uh, the math that I was looking at, but although although Frank Karsten also weighed in on one of the the threads. Oh yeah, early on and with like doing the more rigorous scientific math but okay, it seemed I would to be definitely like, trust frank karsten you get this. like kind of minimum eight for your 50 dollars get minimum eight um rare wild cards probably about 11 and then three mythic wild cards so it's like it's close right it's, it's like 12 and four it's like 11 and three but then a chance to do obviously you have a chance of just opening the card you need like 40 chances right um and then plus all of the vault progress of the commons and uncommons. All right. He says in his tweet from March 17th, if you spend $50 on arena on 46 packs, then based on a rough approximation, including the wildcard wheel, wildcards in packs and vault progress, you'll usually gain three mythics and nine rare, three mythic wildcards and and nine rare wildcards plus the cards you open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you might still be further away than with the mythic wildcard bundle if you're in the exact position of this is a brand new account and i need to build this particular deck to play in a tournament or to play on the ladder or whatever so there's a chance there is a slight chance that there will be people for whom it is correct to buy this bundle and so you got to know that if that's the case and it's it's a sliver it's a small chance kind of like the mythic pack it's like a small bonus option um you got to know that Watsy internally did the same math. Oh, obviously. Right? It's clearly obviously. so close. But if it right? was cheaper, I yeah. feel like... It's like I saw a comment... This is anecdotal. I saw a comment in the subreddit, you know, that was like, $30 would make a lot more sense. $20 and I'd buy three, right? And it's like, you would you would, yeah. you would would sell more yeah. <laughs> if they yeah. were cheaper. That's basic economics, not going to be a surprise to anybody at Wizards. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job in that instance. But, you know, it's if if it was cheaper, I think more people would be like, oh, actually, yeah, sure, I'll just do that. Whereas 50 bucks is like, oh, no. I don't know why they gatekept it with real money, too. Why are they doing that when, like, they're not gatekeeping the bundles of packs or the, the like, cosmetics? You know what I mean? I like, don't know. I don't know either. It's just another product. Like specifically too, it seems harsh that they're like coming out with like, oh, we're going to try and fix it for the constructor players. And it's like you made draft cost like a third or a quarter of what it costs in paper to draft. Mm-hmm. Right. Like fundamentally, it's just the entry price we care about. Drafters are mostly looking for the experience and then they just want to get into the next draft for cheaper or free. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with whatever they win. So it's like. If you just look at the entry price, and a typical draft in Canada is like twenty bucks, and then it's like five dollars US, kind of on average, to get into a draft on Arena, which is like seven or eight dollars. So it's like, you know, why can't if, especially if they're having to get out their credit cards for this purchase, why not give the constructed players like a bit of a rate? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at that fifty dollar gem bundle again with, um. Can't remember who I followed, maybe like Chitterstorm or Chatterstorm or something. And someone had done a pretty good uh, tweet thread of like, here's a bunch of, here's the top eight decks in constructed right now in, in standard. And they cost this much uh, on paper to buy all the singles. And then if you only use it in wildcard bundles, so just increments of 50, this is how much they would cost. And for <laughs> a bunch of them, it was like the same. Hmm. And that's neat. And for some of them, it was cheaper on paper. And for some of them, it was cheaper on arena. But But it was like on average about the same, but like, why can't Arena be a little cheaper, right? Yeah. You know, like a little bit at least. There's no printing or shipping yeah. costs. There's other costs. Yeah. Obviously, servers, you know, dev time. There's obviously other costs, but it's like 
They should be untethered. But maybe this comes back to the thing you were saying about the LGS, where it's like, no, if it's too much cheaper, then people won't play FNM in paper. And yeah, I don't want that, honestly. I mean, if I had to pick, yeah, I would still like, just say, like, let's play Paper Magic. I mean, and, and at this point, like, even saying that, I feel like I'm just making excuses. That, like, this is not going to make me want to play Constructed anymore. Right? Sure. Like, I, I don't, this might just be particular to me, but, like, I look at a lot of, like, the standard, the, the, the small card pool constructed and just always feel like it's just kind of a stack of vaguely unrelated rares or <laughs> vaguely related rares mm. that, like, doesn't really inspire me as a player or a deck builder. Right. Um, and the things that do kind of interest me are going to get stomped. Right? Okay. Like, the, the, Problems unrelated to the economy, though, right? Yeah, but not entirely decoupled from it, right? Because I forget who said it, but I saw someone on Twitter say that, like, you know, when when a card gets banned, it's not just that card that loses its value in your well, collection. A bunch it's, of us have said that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? That it's like that entire deck is probably dead. Yeah, it's right? like usually got like twelve other card slots that go with it, and you can't do much with, and also tank. Right. Right. And that's really hard to want to invest yourself into, especially with how aggressive the team has been about, like, um, banning cards that are a problem, but also creating cards that are a problem. Mm -hmm. Fire philosophy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like playing with powerful cards. I really do. I I don't know what the solution here is other than, you know, like, get it perfect every time, which I'm not sure is feasible. Um, (laughs) Some other stuff that I wanted to mention... Um, some things that they said that I found interesting. And then one other thing that I thought was actually quite good um, is that we, we talked about the, the completionists who want to get their whole, their whole collection. Um, and they've said that uh, like we, uh, this is in the, in the article in practice, we know this is a relatively small segment, but something we still want to support. So it's like, they remember they have these numbers, mm-hmm. right? And so they know that like, even though it may feel like you and everybody you know, in terms of arena players, there's actually not that many people, relatively, who are like, I want to get four of every card in the set. They do talk also about, you know, the issue for uh, deck brewers who want to have lots of different cards so that they can just be like, okay, what am I going to build today? Let me pull these cards in or whatever. And um, something that they're uh, looking towards doing, they don't have a firm date for this or anything, but something that they are looking to do that... Uh, Chris said he would want to have even like from the deck building scene is like you build a deck you don't necessarily own all those cards and you take it for a test drive like Mm -hmm. either Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. Sparky or even in the free play queue where you just like jump in with cards you don't own on arena and see how it plays I would love that yeah and can then then decide you know let's you know let's let's decide whether or not to craft those and so that's something that they've said that they they don't have a firm date for anything, but that's something that they are looking into and working towards. Another thing, uh, which I should have mentioned back at sort of the the dusting thing, is that there's a related issue when, you know, and he mentioned duress specifically, right, where it's like it's been reprinted several times. So, like, on Arena, I have, like, 16 copies of duress because I have it from, you know, four from Ixalan, four from that core set, four from, you know, as it gets reprinted, Arena is like, yes, these are all different cards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, you know, I know that people like to rip on on uh, the arena team for uh, the. I don't 
know if this phrase was ever actually spoken by somebody at Wizards, but the the technology just isn't there or whatever, mm. <laughs> right? I know that people like to make fun of them for that. Uh, what that means is that like they didn't plan for that, and so there's you know the code doesn't support it in its current state. But good news, um, because uh, Chris announced that uh, coming soon is the ability to select a default land. Oh my gosh, is that finally happening? Finally, thankfully. I just, I just caved and paid for the UKO lands. Uh, yes. Yeah. And the the change, whatever change in the programming that necessitated that happening will also be able to let them do something, he said, he was very nonspecific, to solve the issue of having like, you know, 16 copies of Jurassic across multiple different sets. So, you know, yeah. It's so not- that would be good. I'm looking forward to that. It's obviously not the dresses anyone cares about, but the Temple of Triumphs and the fabled passages, right? <laughs> right it's like right. when it's when it's four extra rare slots that are filling in That's yes. a good point. as you're yes. drafting or yeah. crafting yeah. so that when you draft, you get gems or whatever. It's just like... Especially when they're the same art, yeah. I mean, even if it's not the same art, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it, they can allow you to say like, they're going to fix it by saying you're only going to have four of them and then you can pick your art. Maybe that's fine. Maybe you're allowed to play with the new one or the old one once you've collected yeah. four of any card. Like that's actually a bit of flexibility you don't have in the real world, but it, maybe just let us have that so that you can pull it off. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like I, I don't really need a 16th Dragon Skull Summit. Yeah. Right? Or, like, yeah. Yeah. Or even if the, you let us toggle it where it's like, okay, you've collected four Temple of Triumphs from M21. It's coming back in uh, New Capanna. There's going to be Temple of Triumphs. And then maybe you could just be like, no, those are those are gems for me, or or those are vault progress or something. Yeah. But but say it has new art that you really like. You're like, yes, actually, I'm going to draft these four new Temple of Triumphs because I just want to play them instead. Mm-hmm. That would be neat. But I'm really glad to hear for limited players out there, especially that's a big win. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, ultimately, I guess this stream was as we had predicted, which is that you know it's not like it was gonna upend everything it was much more like here is us explaining why we are the way that we are and why we will continue to be that way but here are some changes and again from watching the actual thing like a lot of the the small things that were said i thought were actually really really interesting and positive and um uh, the, the primary thing that I think was very bad was the cost of that wildcard bundle. I, right. I think, I'm sorry, I think that that's preposterous. They could have come yeah. out with $35 and like it still doesn't look like a crazy good deal versus $50 worth of packs, yeah. right? I like, think $35 people would have been like, you know, but $50 just unanimously across yeah. Twitter was just like, wow, F that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't think that's necessarily an unreasonable reaction. <laughs> no. I guess even at $25, it would have been like, okay, you don't get those 40 other rares, but you do get the wild cards that you care about. And it might have been not as bad a reaction and still makes them plenty of money. Yeah. I think. Like, I mean, did anyone run the numbers on how many of these do you need to buy to play the new hotness and standard? Right. So it's probably on average like, like three, three of them. Three or four? Yeah, it's on average, I think, three. Yeah. Right. And like buying that deck in paper would be probably like on that order. Yeah, 150 bucks. Yeah. You would have them in paper. Then you could sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Or more than you could just play them. Yeah. Right? Um, I do like that they want to, I don't know if they, they necessarily come out and say this, but Paper Magic is not dead. And Paper Magic is like 
Watsi's first baby, yes. right? Um, and they've constantly told us that's not going away no matter how popular Arena or maybe Magic Online are. But like, hopefully Arena's stays in a place or gets to a place or whatever that like serves paper you can go on play constructed and it makes you want to go play paper constructed mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. um and i feel like it's in that it's in that place for me now where i'm like oh i actually i like this deck and i wouldn't have just paid for it on paper because i don't get to draft as much on paper or whatever um as i can on arena and so i don't just have the cards lying around um and i there's no ladder on on paper either right every time you play you're at a tournament or you're like jamming in your kitchen um so for me it succeeded in that where i'm like i would consider going and playing like a grand prix main event with black white control because i played it on arena i feel comfortable with it i like the way it stacks up against the other decks in the format i feel like i could do okay with it Mm -hmm. um without arena i wouldn't have gotten that experience and i would just feel like completely unconnected to standard right now so it's done that for me with the current price structure but i'm kind of a outlier in Mm. that i'm like a i'm a limited player who will play constructed sometimes if it seems worthwhile or sometimes plays constructed once they've burned out of limited like once they've gone broke plays constructed i play one constructed match a season so that i get rewards at the end of the season right you have to get your placement and then you get a a pack yeah you have to play one match a constructed to 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 even be placed in bronze right Otherwise, and then you're you just get unplaced. Yeah. Th- yeah. Then right. you get yeah. a pack and some gems or gold, or I think. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the arena thing before we uh, move on to some new no, cards? No, I mean, we did call it. It wasn't as hilarious as, or it was more hilarious than we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be kind of nothing. And then it ended up being like, they think we have a big announcement. And actually, it's just like, no, nah, we're just offering some smoke and mirrors, basically. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. My heart goes out to people who are trying to play constructed on arena from the get go because that's certainly not what it was built built for. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okie dokie. Um, as we mentioned, coming to arena alchemy, as well as paper. Though I mean, you probably want to play it on paper so you actually get to you know play commander. Um, there's a new commander legends. We only got to draft commander legends once for the PPR. And it slapped. I liked that yeah. set so much, I bothered to do a webcam Discord Rochester draft with my friends. Right, that was a pain in your butt. So it? much pain. <laughs> but I was just so in love with that draft format. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're doing a new, they're doing another Commander Legends, and this is uh, Commander Legends Baldur's Gate. So it's based in, like, it's sort of like a sequel to Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Um, so that's cool. So it's another... D&D focused thing um, which frankly I'm all for and they revealed some of the cards on the uh, stream yesterday so we've got Ancient Brass Dragon 5 Black Black for a 7-6 Elder Dragon because it's ancient you see with flying and whenever it deals combat damage to a player roll a d20 when you do put any number of target creature cards with total mana value X or less from graveyards onto the battlefield under your control where X is the result yeah, that's a that's a spicy. That's a powerful on hit trigger. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna connect. <laughs> like they're just gonna kill that immediately. It doesn't have hexproof for anything. No, yeah. being black doesn't really matter anymore. Mm. Yeah, now the Doomblade is way way way. Yeah, Doomblade, just so many iterations ago. Card. Yeah, yeah. So far along, so far back that you relied on something being black to dodge terror. Um, 
yeah, can I just say release cadence real quick? So I wanted to say before we start looking at cards, but after the first <laughs> card, I'm just like, we were talking about new Capenna spoilers last week, and now we're talking about like Commander Legends spoilers, and I'm just upside down. Uh, yeah, release cadence no, for the, me, for old men. The Stranger Things secret layer was b- before. Oh, Stranger Things secret layer. Well, no, because you're talking about upside down. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Hey, maybe Stranger Things uh, secret layer cards are going to be in this set. With their regular printing, we still don't know about that, right? Oh yeah, right. Like every yeah. there's all these little Easter eggs of just like, oh, by the way, this is where this card Wait, came no. from. Didn't they already spoil those? Oh, maybe. Th- I think they did. I think For what some set? of them are showing up in New Capenna. Aren't Great, they? or yeah. New Capenna Commander yes. decks. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cool. it's going to be uh, the best friends are going to be in the New Capenna Commander. Sweet. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. So okay. Spoilers. I didn't even know happened. Yeah. Flavor. Uh, I had. I wish to register a flavor complaint. Mm-hmm. So ancient brass dragon over here is an elder dragon, presumably because ancient brass dragon. Next card, elder brain is just a horror. Not an elder horror. What the heck? What the heck? Come on. Anyway. Give give us elder non-dragon cards. It is also five. Cowards. It is also five black black. So it's exactly the same mana cost. Is this a theme set where everything costs five black black? That would be really funny. I would draft the hell out of that. I don't think so. Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six horror with menace. Imagine missing your sixth land drop. Whenever it attacks a player. So this is an attacks trigger, but not if you attack Planeswalkers. Exile all cards from that player's hand, then they draw that many cards. You may play lands and cast spells from among the exiled cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Holy moly. Directly into Gaunty, only for flavor reasons. Nice. Mills back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes them draw a Put seven cards in their hand, make them draw seven new cards. Yeah. Cast their spells. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, no, you just want to hammer one of those uh, uh, blue players who's playing like uh, Reliquary Tower. Oh, and, my God. Oh. Yeah. We, yeah, you like, were in the green game. You hit yeah. Wheeler with this, and he has to draw like forty no, cards. You you play yeah. to the left <laughs> of somebody who's on Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like cards in hand. Uh, forty two. <laughs> Love it. Well, I have some good news for you because you're still gonna have forty two. <laughs> Trigger on the stack. Oh no, you won't. Flash upheaval. Uh, what I like about this being a commander set is that it means that there's cards that are. They're iconic magic cards that are also iconic D&D spells that they couldn't justifiably print in standard. So we've got Fireball. Hmm. Good old Fireball. Okay. And Lightning Bolt. Yeah. So that's nice. Why not? Yeah. Good to see those. Well, although Lightning Bolt should be a fifth level spell compared to Fireball, which is third level <laughs> invoke. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we've got the Wand of Wonder. Exciting. Yeah. I uh, I've experienced... I've I've had experiences in Dungeons and Dragons with the Wand of Wonder and the Wand of a Wonder, which is a different thing. Well, I could, yeah, maybe uh, Jeremy Petter can explain that one someday. I've had deck of many things games, but not Wand of Wonder. Yeah, so, yeah. I still have not had a GM who has ever let me have an apparatus of Qualish. Oh, so the Wand of Wonder is three and a red for an artifact, and for four and tap, and uh, you roll a d twenty. Each opponent exiles from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card, then shuffles the rest into their library. You may cast up to X instant and or sorcery spells from among cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. And then the X is determined by how you rolled that d20. So 1 through 9, you get 1. 10 through 19, you get 2. And the old natural 20, 
you get three spells from that from that uh, from that exile. That's just good clean magic right there. That's mm. just yeah, this is fun. We get more Minsk. We get Minsk and Boo combination on a on a on a planeswalker. Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, two red green for a three loyalty planeswalker. When Minsk and Boo, Timeless Hero, enter the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo, a legendary one one red hamster creature token with trample and haste. So if Boo dies, you get to make a new Boo on your upkeep. But they're legendary, so you only get one Boo. Plus one, put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with trample or haste. So you get to make Boo really big. Uh, minus two, sacrifice a creature. When you do, Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, deals X damage to any target where X is that creature's power. If the sacrificed creature was a hamster, draw X cards. Also, Minsk and Boo can be your commander. Yeah, this seems pretty good. Yeah, this seems like a beating and a half. Yeah, like I would consider playing this in Canadian Highlander, I think. You've got like sort of questing beast stats, right? It's fundamentally a four mana four four trample haste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like then if you you know if it, it can does also fling. Yeah, and then more things obviously if you untap with the planeswalker. Um but yeah, Lanor Elves mocks into this. Seems fine. Yeah, you play It's a dragon, right? Play it, you make boo, you put three plus one plus one counters on boo, you smack somebody. On your next turn, you you get a new boo. You sack. Well, no, no you don't it, have to. It doesn't if, quite work. If you it's still to, there, you just make a seven-seven boo, right? That's true. That's the plus. Yeah, I guess. Keep putting counters on. To My put, thought was the next turn you there. sacrifice boo. Yeah, you can if. You and want. then you deal four damage to something and draw four cards. And then on your next turn, you just get to make a new boo. Yeah, we're gonna need another boo. And you can keep wow. doing that a bit. Yeah. I guess you can do. You can go through the whole cycle twice if you're not interrupted. Before you have to put counters on twice in a row. That's pretty sweet. But I mean, if you don't need more, like you've already got this, how many more cards do you need? (laughs) Make a 7-7 boo. And then uh, also they're reprinting the, we mentioned this at the top of the show, they're reprinting the dual lands from Battlebond. So uh, Mm. Bountiful Promenade. Finally. Yeah. Luxury Suite. Woo! Uh, Morphic Pool, Sea of Clouds, and Spire Garden. Although you have to imagine that the luxury suite in the Forgotten Realms is just like the inn, but the the straw is fresh. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we're all adventurers here. Right? Uh, and they're all spending re- money on on the inn. Dear God, <laughs> sleep in the barn. Hmm. Uh, and they're also reprinting Reflecting Pool. That's the other one. Oh, that nice. That they revealed. It's been a while since we've done the Reflecting Pool. Reprint. Yeah, they also showed off some Borderless and some old uh, old D and D style variants of uh, some of the cards the uh, ancient black dragon oh my god is, or ancient brass dragon pardon me is particularly um hmm. monster manual oh the borderless one's very spicy but the the old the old scott old style sorry old school style <laughs> look at that Ooh, face yeah oh. <laughs> hey sign me up for that showcase rule book lightning bolt though Ooh. oh yeah mm-hmm. very very cool Beautiful. stuff so so what um product description is in the set. They have they leaked all that already? Probably they did months ago. But can we go back for the old people in the back? Like, is there are there going to be sets of decks or just the booster packs? It's like comes Great in a question. booster box, like Commander Legends, right? Sorry. Yeah, I believe we weren't that... prepared for this, and it wasn't in the article you were reading. No, Sorry. no, that's fine. It's um, um, so it's normal. It's it's like Commander Legends from a few years ago. Right. There is also four standalone Commander decks. Right, but they didn't have oh. those in the first Commander Legends, right? Because no, I thought no. I saw two different symbols, or I thought I saw from the decks or something. Yeah, like no, there's there's four oh. separate Commander okay. decks that stand on their own. Weird. 
So like, presumably there'll be crossover. I would assume so. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I don't know if they and said then, it like, as much though. Wow. The realms offers us so many characters to to really explore with those commander decks. So I'm assuming we're going to get a new Drizzt for one of them, <laughs> and then probably also another different Drizzt. Um, and maybe then, a fourth Drizzt. Yeah, maybe a fourth. Dritz Tribal is going to be out already as hopefully, one of the commander Hopefully Legends a fourth Dritz deck will be in there. And then maybe... A couple more Lolths. Yeah. Got to... Maybe if I'm good. Got to have mm. my Lolth. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's, I think, everything that we wanted to talk about this week. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to draft that set. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And that. also, I just want to whine one more thing. Please. About Arena taking some of these... Some, some of these cards are going to be legal in Alchemy. We don't know how many of them yet. Yeah. And probably because they haven't told us this otherwise you just are going to have to buy them like with wild cards or they'll put them in a a bundle of singles i think i don't know i i I think that the idea is that they're going to be there's going to be just like a commander legends alchemy in the same way that there's a kamigawa alchemy okay some of there'll be packs where you can get you can spend your gems and gold on Packs oh, but or those are of packs but, of random. But no, but that doesn't work because that wouldn't be connected to a full set on Arena. So that has to be different. Where I'm driving at with this is just if they're letting some of these cards go into Arena Constructed, why aren't they letting any of these cards go into Arena Limited? Oh, I see. Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate. Okay. Is the first set of its kind. It is uh, alongside the Commander Legend set, MTG Arena will be re- receiving a companion set for its exclusive formats. Um, Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate will have some of the cards from Commander Legends, including some that have been modified to balance them for 1v1 play. Alchemy Horizons will also bring all, all new digital cards, adding up to hundreds total. Okay, so maybe so it'll just be its own Alchemy Horizons will be set. will be draftable Ooh. on Arena. Okay. So they are bringing Commander Legends draft, sort of. Kind of, but you don't get to... It's 1v1 and you're not playing Commander, but it's they're making it into a draftable... Okay. Interesting. I, I will withhold judgment then. That's like a better answer than I was expecting because I thought they were just going to say you can't play multiplayer so you can't draft Commander Legends. But they're not saying that. Huh. Exactly. Dope. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, that'll be sweet. Maybe yeah. it'll be terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't discount the possibility that it's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta we'll keep that one. find out together. Gotta keep that one at the forefront of my mind for, yeah. Yeah. If it's bad. By the Thanks, way, brain. If, speaking of constructing limited players, if you aren't a limited player, but you haven't played Commander Legends Draft yet because reasons, please try Commander Legends Draft. It's a bit different. Where would I buy some? <gasps> How about cardkingdom.com slash LRR? What a great idea. <laughs> Thanks, Card Kingdom, for sponsoring the show. Uh, seriously, though, they're great. Oh, I didn't even mention the button at the top of the show. I think we're still on Mathis for blockers, but if you ask them nicely, you say, loading, ready, run, sent me, button, please, they'll give you a little a little button, which says a funny thing, and right now it says Mathis for blockers, which continues to be correct. Uh, and, of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading, ready, run. That is it for Tap Tap for this week. I've been Graham, joined by Cameron huh? and Nelson. Also here. James is running tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.